Send It All podcast with your hosts, Lucian Nodder and Brad Stone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Send It All podcast. I'm your host, Lucian Nodder, and joining me as always is Mr. Brad Stone. Brad, how you doing? Doing great, Lucian. Week two in the books. Pivotal week three coming up here. We got lots to discuss today, my friend. Yeah, yeah. We got some teams going in the right direction. We got some teams not looking so good. Uh, what do you think about the league so far, two weeks into it? Wow, I mean, to see, an o, you know, a, just, just kind of the zero and two teams, and and just kind of the pressure that's got those owners must be facing right now. It's just got to be insurmountable, you know. Lucian, I know this is a little awkward uh, considering your circumstance. Give me your perspective on the zero and two vibe. Well, I mean, we talked about it last time, but uh, the sky, the Skyler Walker, he must first fall before he rises, and I think we both predicted this could happen. And you know what? It just means that I have a a greater journey ahead of me as I rise to the top. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, all right, well, let's get into the week one, uh, week two recaps. Uh, we had our first game, it was the game of the week, uh, although some are saying it should not have been the game of the week, but you know what? It is what it is. It was Kamara Meha, Thomas, 2-0, versus Suck Up the Victories, Robbie, who is now sitting at 1-1, one and, one. and Thomas took this one, as we all predicted. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? It's matchup, Brad. Yeah, I mean, what a week for Thomas. Game of the week, and he showed up. When the lights are brightest, Thomas is there. Uh, obviously, you can thank me for removing him as the meh uh, player of the league. So, Thomas, you can you know publicly tweet a, uh, a thank you at any point. Yeah, he had a dominant victory, uh, 161.5 to 106.35. Uh, Robbie's team... He just did not come through. And I got to tell you, some of his players are on the decline. We'll get into some injuries and other stuff later, but um, it looks like he might need to make some moves as he hopes to keep up in this league. But uh, congratulations, Thomas. You knocked off one of the former champs, and now you're sitting at 2-0, which is pretty nice. Next up, we have the meh game of the week, and it was our very own Baker Cat versus the Quarantine Hut. Baker Cat, you won this one. You're sitting at 1-1. And newcomer Travis is sitting at the bottom at 0-2. Some are calling him the odds-on favorite for the Toilet Bowl. We all thought you'd win this, but Brad, what were your takeaways from this matchup? Hey, I have the second least points in the league, but I'm 1-1. One one. All, all that matters is beating the competition in front of you. Uh, you know, felt good about it. Never really was worried. Pretty much, uh, you know, went to a nice brunch. Had a, had my phone refreshing every, you know, 10-15 minutes. And it was just kind of a nice day out on a boat. Just sailing along uh yeah any thoughts on it from your end lucian um i mean travis 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 your team you got to do something man do something um i hear that you don't you don't really watch much football and okay i mean that's fine but you do have money in this league you know i don't know if you're a competitive person or not but you gotta start making some moves if you wanna if you wanna not be in the toilet bowl. But uh, Brad, great win. Um, it was still won by around thirty points, so it's not that it wasn't that small of a victory. So uh, yeah, good for you. 
Yeah, yeah. Good to be one and one. Yeah. Next up, we had the Civil War game of the week. It was Paul's now new named, newly named team, El Chupacabra, versus Wes's Paul whenever on the trophy. And I guess Wes proved his point last week, taking Paul down, putting him at one and one, and Paul at 0 and 2. We all thought this would happen with projecting West to win. But Brad, was it? did the game play out like you thought it would? Yeah, just embarrassing for Paul. Uh, I mean, he's sitting there at 0-2. He, he likes to talk a big game. He changes his team name thinking that'll save him. But not surprised at all, our, our dear leader, our wonderful West Miller, took this one down. Uh, thought it was smart of him to go with Burrow. Turned out to really pay off in that Thursday night game. Uh, AJ Green, I don't know, and uh, we'll get into injuries later, but might be trouble for West going forward. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Paul is renaming his team so we'd forget about his old team and how bad it was, or what. It's like a rebranding in the middle of the season. I'm sure he'll change it up many more times as he keep, continues to lose. But uh, for right now, he's El Chupacabra for some reason. Uh, and that takes us to the next matchup. It was my team, the Rise of Skylar Walker versus some other team, um, something to do with McCaffrey. I can't really read it right now. Uh, but my team ended up losing in what some thought should have been the matchup of the week. Um, you and I both predicted the other team would win. Wes bet on me, though, and unfortunately for Wes, it didn't turn out that way. But Brad, what did you think of this high-flying affair? Really proud of you for getting the 167.16 point solution. That's a, a great score. Uh, really well done by you, and that's kind of all I have to say about this matchup. Yeah, yeah. I think I thought I put up a lot of points. Uh, it felt really good. So I'm just glad I'm, you know, I think I'm number four on the league, number four on the year and highest points. So I mean, I'm only looking, my team hasn't even scratched the surface. We're going to keep going, going to keep getting better. Uh, next up, we have Cooking Pies versus Wake and Drake. Eric, our one-time, three-time champ, sitting at 0-2, losing to the worst possible person you can lose to, Mr. Karen Peters. Uh, but Cooking Pies is now 2-0. and Brad, what did you think of this matchup? You picked Eric to win this one. I did. I did. Uh, I, you know, I didn't think Karen Peters could do it. Uh, nice total with 135.7. Uh, Eric, man, you had a legendary name. You had, some would say, maybe, perhaps, I mean, some people are saying that you were one of the best franchises in this league. 0-2, oh, changed your name. Guy is a mess. He's like a, uh, you know, an old old businessman who has his like stable, stable wife. And he's just like, he's looking and he just sees like a hot blonde. And uh, Eric, that's going to be nothing but trouble, buddy. Walk away. <laughs> yeah, he reminds me of the, the Cowboys a little bit. Once America's team, you know, had a dynasty. You know, you look up and three decades later, you haven't done anything. What, what are your thoughts on... Uh, how Russell Wilson's looking. Some saying MVP. Oh, he's definitely looking good. But I saw an interesting stat the other day. He's not actually throwing it more this year than he was last year. He's actually throwing it less. Uh, wow. So it's really interesting considering that's, how many points he's yeah. putting up. That, that's a scary thought then. Um, what about this NFC West? Obviously, your Cardinals oh. are a member. Uh, how, how are you feeling? That's that's a grind there. You know what? I, I kind of like it. It if you can win in your division and your division strong, I think it sets you up for the playoffs really well. Um, just because you face that level of competition, you know, eight games out of the year. So hmm. I'm all for it. You know, I want us to be the best division. Um, and I was thinking the other day, like what if San Francisco got Trevor Lawrence? Like what if their injuries, they just couldn't overcome them 
and they ended up you know failing this year and they got Trevor, this would be the best division in the league for years to come. Yeah, obviously the Niners got a little banged up as a lot of players did on Sunday. Uh, I think they'll come around though. I mean, I think their defense, even without Bosa, I think they'll still be solid. Even without Bosa, Sherman, Solomon. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a slog for him, no doubt, and most Mostert out potentially. Yeah, and Coleman out. Yeah. Coleman out. Garoppolo uh, out. Out for the season. Jimmy G out. Debo Samuel out. He's coming back though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, stay with the last week recap. We've got Bama Joe versus the Foreign Hub. Um, we all predicted Joe to win this one, but Nestor actually walked away with the win, putting both teams at one and one. Uh, anything surprise you from this matchup, Brad? Just another standard Mahomes performance. Uh, obviously, Calvin Ridley looks like the guy to own in Atlanta. Obviously, Gage is, is up there. Is Julio the third best receiver on that team? People are talking. <laughs> Well, he might uh, be. He's got another injury. Yeah. What, what do you think about Breeze? He's, uh, his arm's looking a little weak. Yeah, I think he's done. I think once he started thinking about retirement, he was retired, you know. Um, he just He's not showing the same level of game that he has in past years. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, obviously, Josh Jacobs had an okay game uh, after his huge game week one. Yeah. Um, but Sammy but Watkins no. came back down to earth, 1.6. He usually does it. He usually goes off in week one and just shits the bed the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty typical Watkins behavior. Uh, yeah. But roll tide. Get him next week, Joe. <laughs> Joe, Aaron Rodgers is available. Come and get him. Okay, moving on. We have Wes's stepfather versus Fresh Prince of Hilaire. Um Jason takes this one. We all predicted it. And you know what? He's looking... He's looking like he did the beginning of last season, which is he's in a good spot. So two years in a row, he's come out strong, two years in the league. He's uh, he's making quite a name for himself. He might be the up-and-coming franchise in the league. Uh, but what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, I, I'm just going to say how worried I'm about Hogan. He he has a guy go off for, what did, what did Aaron Jones have, 45.6 points? Yeah, number one still, RB. Still loses by... 23? Ah, that's scary. That's scary. Uh, I saw, obviously, we'll, we'll do injuries in a little bit, but for Jason, uh, that Eagles, Jason Rieger, IR. Yeah, but he picked up Deshaun Jackson, who's actually that team's leader in targets, so I think he'll be better off for it. Um, but yeah, Jason, Hogan, you know, you got to step it up, man. You got to step it up if you want to hang with this league. All right, uh, that's the end of week one recap. We have our prediction scorecard. Uh, in week two, we have myself leading with six games correct uh, and one wrong. Brad, you came in second with five and two. And our guest, Wes, tied you, also guessing five and two correct predictions. Overall, I'd say we had a pretty good week. Um, very, very accurate in our analysis, as people have come to expect. Um, I see. I caught up to you a little bit. Uh, to date, you're sitting right now in the lead at 10, 10 and four. I'm at seven and seven, and the guests are at seven and seven. So it's getting closer, but but it's uh, great to be on top. If only I could go uh, ten and four in uh, actual picking. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but no, obviously I'm the fantasy master. So come to me with any questions, uh, comments. I appreciate it. I love fan mail. And our guest ranks. It's only two weeks in, but so far Wes is on top. 
with five and two, and Paul is in second place with two and five. Looks like Paul might lose this one this year. Hey, no surprise there. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the recaps. Next up, we have the lamestream media, fake news, and injury reports. First up, I think it's one of the biggest ones. Uh, well, we have two big ones, but the first one is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, sprained his ankle. He's going to be on IR out at least three weeks. Spread. This has got to hurt minor. What do you think? Brutal for him. Brutal for him. You know, you just hate to see it. Uh, obviously, that's his namesake. So maybe he cursed him. Very, very probable. Um, I think he'll be back in three weeks. So I'm going to say that's uh, that's that's not fake news. I mean, he, he might be back, but this could be a, a lingering problem for the rest of the season. Uh, and it might affect his output. So who knows? And, and on a team that's not really going anywhere, you wonder, will they sit McCaffrey down the stretch to protect him? It's definitely a possibility. Uh, but you know what? You could be in a worse position because you could have drafted Saquon Barkey second overall who tore his knee and he's done for the season. Um, you know, I'd feel sorry for Wes, except he's already went out and made a blockbuster trade uh, picking up Derrick Henry. So he, uh, he read the tea leaves and he got it done. And that's what a, that's what a smart team does. He fills the holes on his roster. Yep. Uh, bummer to see Barkley go down. See you next season. Yeah. See you next season. Uh, we have Julio Jones popping up with a hamstring injury. Uh, he, he might not play this week. He's always got something nagging, though. Uh, so maybe he'll suit up. I'm not sure. Are you worried about Julio, especially with the emergence of Ridley and, and Gage? Like I said earlier, Julio is probably the best, uh, third best receiver on that team. I'd rather have Gage or, of course, um, his uh, compatriot, Lucian. I'm blanking on his name right now, but uh, Calvin Ridley. I, Calvin Ridley. That's how far it's sunk for Julio. I can't even think of the best, the best guy on the team. Um, so I would say, not fake news. Wait, is not fake news means it's fake news? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying we're. Uh, this is a, this is a serious one. Serious one. Yeah, yeah. Um, seems to be hamstring problems going around. Devonte Adams also with the hamstring problem might be out this week. Uh, should Robbie be worried about this? Number one wide receiver on his team. Yeah, that's going to be a tough loss, and I think Adams could be out for a bit here. Yeah, I really. I mean, Robbie's his team's falling apart. I don't know what else to say. He's got to he's got to get some some thread and needle out and start sewing up his team because it's falling apart. He beat he beat you week one, but hey, I mean, that's all he had, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Every dog has its day, I guess. All right. Next up, we have some more minor ones. We have Cortland Sutton out for the season, with knee injury. Um, was going to be someone that people expected to do well this year, just wasn't the case. Injured from the get-go. And, uh, yeah, if you have Corden Sutton, my condolences. Season never hit liftoff. Nope, not at all. Uh, we also have Paris Campbell with a knee. He's out indefinitely, so we don't know what time he'll be back. But uh, on this Rivers run offense, is it really even, you know, a big deal? I mean, was Paris Campbell really making waves? This is no big deal. Yeah. I, I This is no big deal. I mean, Paris Campbell, ugh, I don't even know why you'd be – playing to why even be on your roster yeah yeah i don't know uh other ones raheem moster he's got a knee sprain he's out several weeks someone that paul just traded for in a blockbuster trade he got rid of deandre hopkins for him and man eric must have cursed him when he sent him to the team i don't know what else to say just another bad look for paul this season 
God looks all around, Paul. Stop panicking. Don't be panicked, Paul. Uh, we have Cam Akers. He tore some cartilage in his ribs. He is out. Um, another guy who's just riding the pines, so not a big deal. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is also out this week. I only bring this up because Hogan started him last week and got him, I think, zero points or something like that, or not many. Ah, classic Hogan. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, he picked up Derek Carr, and that's going to save his team now. Uh, and the last one here, we have Tevin Coleman, another San Francisco running back, out for several weeks. Uh, I don't think he's rostered at the moment, so not really a big deal. Uh, and then the last one, Sterling Shepard, out for several weeks. Again, not a huge deal, um, except for the owner of that player, I guess. Yeah, they might care. I don't know. Could be. It's bad for my Daniel Jones. I mean, the, the Daniel Jones experience has not worked yet. It is not. It has not. And that team is not doing much and was one of the reasons why I didn't really go after the running backs because that's they're not going to get much done. Do you guys want to hear a live drop right now of me cutting uh, one and only Daniel Jones? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Who are you picking up? Oh, that's a that's a sentimental moment, though, Lucian. Perhaps, uh, perhaps next time. <laughs> you want you want some privacy for that moment. I, I don't want to embarrass Daniel Jones too much, but he's <laughs> terrible and he's off the team. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, so we've got some. We're supposed to do trades, but I completely forgot to add the trades to this section. Uh, can you remember all the trades that we had? A lot included Wes. Sure. Um, if you give me one second, I can pull them up right here. Here, I've got some pulled up. I'm just going to start with this one. It is Raheem Mostert um, for Cooper Cup. That was the that was the one that led to the big trade with Paul. Um, Cooper Cup, I think Eric knew that Cooper Cup was going downhill. He just isn't seeing the same volume um, that he saw the first half of last year, and the writing was on the wall, and he traded him for Mostert. Uh, but I think he only traded him to Mostert so he could trade Mostert to Paul for DeAndre Hopkins. So... Uh, I think Eric ends up winning in this three-way trade um, and everyone else is losers. But uh, what do you think, Brad? Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, obviously, Mostert getting hurt right off the, uh, the get-go. Brutal. Definitely. Uh, another trade we have here is Wes and Paul. Wes gave away James Robinson for the number two tight end on the Eagles, Mr. Zach Ertz. Uh, what do you think of this trade? I know Paul was really hurting for running back. Do you think he got a fair uh, compensation for Zach Ertz? Yeah, I'm not big on Ertz. I think Paul got sold a uh, bag of spare parts there. Uh, well, Wes, Wes got Ertz. Yeah, well, uh, I don't. I'm not a believer in Ertz. Yeah, but you know what? Wes is the type of manager who would take a name brand player and flip them for something even better. Hey, he's a great marketer. You got to hand it to him. Yes, he can sell ice to an Eskimo. God damn it. Hey, Inuit, Inuit. Oh, uh, I apologize. I apologize <laughs> to our... This is a pro-Inuit podcast. Yeah, you didn't know that we actually broadcast in the Arctic. Oh, sounds like you're eating something. Hmm. <laughs> eating some chips? What's having a chip, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I it's great. It's great. It's great for podcasting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really makes things crispy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, another trade we have here is... Um, Hogan, who kind of in a panic move, well, in a big panic move, traded away Derrick Henry, his first round pick, for Tyler Higby. I think he, what, like an eighth round tight end, and David Montgomery, who was like a, maybe a fifth round pick. And, get this, he also gave up like 40 WAB as well with Derrick Henry. What? This, yeah. This, this is, is what I call a classic overreaction to two weeks of gameplay. 
it's very interesting that Hogan would just give up Henry so easily. Uh, Higby? I mean, okay. I That just doesn't excite me at all. Maybe if it was like, you know, Mike Gusecki or a, a higher <laughs> brand name tight end. But confusing trade. Confusing trade. Especially, I mean, Henry's the guy. We, we all know it. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you that if you're if you any player on your team scores three touchdowns in one week, automatically try to trade them because people will eat up those touchdowns like they're candy. Very true. Uh, let's see. Any more trades? It doesn't look like it. Um, if there were any more, they just weren't that interesting. I didn't add them. So my apologies. Make better trades. Okay. All right, next up we have Brad's ads, and after that we'll bring on our special guest. But Brad, what are our ads for today? All right, guys, it's that time of year. Temperature's getting a little chillier. Football's on. And I just walked into Trader Joe's today. Bought a couple pumpkins, put outside my house, you know, make the place really festive. Yeah. And then I saw something sent to us by the gods. Pumpkin spice pancakes. Head to Trader Joe's right now, get those pumpkin spice pancakes, make your Sunday mornings just smell like the season. Uh, really helps with the ambiance with football, especially with no fans in the stadium. So that's all I got. Lucian, back to you. Uh, are you a big fan of the pumpkin spice lattes? Are you one of those Starbucks guys? They're okay. You know, they're just okay. My, my specialty coffee actually comes, or tea, comes in around the Christmas time. Uh, for the Winter Dream Tea Lattes at Coffee Bean. They're delicious. Winter Dream? What is that, like a peppermint? No, it's kind of a cinnamony sort of thing. Okay, I can get down yeah. with that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, and before we bring on our special guest, we have breaking news. We have a trade in the league. Brad, will you tell us what trade just happened? This actually came from our special guest, Nestor. We're going live to our trade correspondent, Nestor. What's going on out there? Uh, well, I'm here in the field, Brad, and uh, serial trade rapist uh, Wesley Miller has done it again. He is receiving uh, all-pro wide receiver Julio Jones, um, potential all-pro running back James Conner, for has-been A.J. Green, and six-week wonder Kenyon Drake. Uh, I would say the commissioner would be vetoing this trade, but the commissioner is the culprit. Back to you, Brad. Thank you, Nestor. Wow. Very cool. Very interesting. Uh, Lucian, what are your thoughts on this transaction? I'm not sure I followed it, um, but if it involved Wes, I'm going to say he's the winner because no one seems to know how to trade with Wes. I don't understand it. Uh, we talked about Hogan earlier giving up Derrick Henry and 40 Wab. Um, you know what? I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. Just another day. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't, I don't see this trade anywhere. Uh, yeah, Julio and James Conner going to Wes. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm in the wrong league. Did I just? Oh, oh what the hell? All right, Nestor, you're off the podcast. Sorry. Oh. I'm oh, in six fucking off. leagues. These fucking things just pop up whoa, and I lose my phone. Oh, we don't talk mind. about other leagues on this podcast. There's only All one right, league. Let's start recording <laughs> now. I also have a, a booty call that came through, but that is not from this league either. Oh, well, that's good. How long is this going to take? Okay. All right. Well, let me start it off this section off again and welcoming our special guest, uh, our special guest, Nestor, Mr. Fornhub himself. Nestor, welcome to the show. 
Pornhub, Leonard Fournette, till I die. I cannot wait to talk so much shit on this episode about you losers uh, not knowing the value of Leonard Fournette. Let's All right, I just want to say, Nestor, um, you were the first team that really faced adversity in this league with Fournette getting cut and then signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, how do you feel like you weathered the storm? How did it go? Or what are your thoughts right now that he had a great game with two touchdowns? Well, I got to say, uh, I didn't waver. Um, I know I'm better at this than all of you. And I stick to my guns. I do my research, even if we draft three months before the start of the season. I fucking do the homework. I watch the games. And Fournette is the number one running back in Tampa Bay. He'd be the number one running back on half the teams in the NFL. And uh, yeah, once again, I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. Now, Nestor, what? That, it's a lot of big talk. Can you share a tip with us, mere mortals? What, what's your no, secret? No, 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 sir. Not for free. Uh, for several hundreds of dollars, I can give you a little tutorial. Uh, my time is expensive. And uh, no, I will not give you insight into my genius. All right, fair enough. I mean, the guy's got secrets. Uh, he, he went to the finals last year, and you know what? He's one and one. He's on his way to the finals again. So I'll let him keep his secrets if it gives him an edge. Hey, there's no shame in being the best runner up ever. You know, I mean, it's the best runner up. There isn't. You know, and Brad, I was wondering. Um, I need some uh, dry cleaning picked up on Sunday, week fifteen. I know you're going to be available. I'm going to be busy. Is there anything you could do for me? Could you go pick up that dry cleaning for me? Wow, wow, week fifteen. So, I mean, you're just going to be in the semis then. And you're going to be out early, Brad, as we all know. Week 15? What? You're talking about the playoffs here. Playoffs? 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 (laughs) Playoffs? Playoffs? All right. Well, Nestor, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, I thought you'd be a great guest this week, uh, considering some of the bashing you got on the previous pods with the Leonard Fournette pick. You proved us all wrong, proved Wes wrong. He dropped uh, Rojo, so uh, Fournette is the truth. Um, let's get into our game. It's the Wacky Wab waiver pickup of the week. As you know, the rules are you kiss it if you like it, you slap it if you don't. Uh, we're going to start up here first with one of the biggest pickups of the week. It was Paul picking up Jarek McKinnon for 168 Wab. Nestor, you kissing this or you slapping it? Yeah, I got to slap it. Um, I didn't get a chance to see what the other bids were, but 168, I, I'm new to Wab. You know, I talked about this last year. I don't totally understand quite when you spend and, and how, how quick. But 168 for a rental for three weeks seems like a lot. So I'm going to slap it. Yeah, Brad, what about yourself? I'm slapping that thing silly. Terrible, terrible. 168, it's Paul. And you would think someone like Paul would know the value of WAB. And yet here he is just throwing it all away. This is a classic panic Paul move. Um, you know, he he confided in me that he he wasn't, you know, he even said on the pod he wasn't ready this year and he only got into it a couple weeks before the draft or a couple weeks before the first game. Uh, and he says it wasn't until week two that he really started getting invested in it. So uh, this doesn't surprise me. He had Wab to blow and he blew it. Uh, next up, we have myself uh, picking up Tony Pollard for 100 Wab. I believe I was the only one who bid on it. So in hindsight, it definitely seemed like a lot. But, you know, with... The two top running backs picked in the draft before me going down this week. I really just needed that insurance policy, and I didn't care if I spent a third of my bat, uh, my WAB. But uh, Brad, let's start with you. Do you kiss this or do you slap it? I'm kissing this. Uh, you 
you were the lab king for a minute there, so uh, you earned that right. Uh, and Nestor, what about yourself? Yeah, slap it. I mean, when it comes to insurance, this is a handcuff, and what we like to do is compare that premium to the actual face value of that insurance policy. You are paying too high of a premium, sir. Fair enough. Uh, it deserves to be slapped, especially since I'm the only one to bid on it. So uh, I'll take my slaps. Uh, thank you, Daddy. Um, next up, we have Mike Davis, Wes, uh, picking up Mike Davis, uh, another uh, three-week, four-week rental for 85 web. Nestor, let's go to you. Do you slip, uh, slap this or you kiss it? Yeah, I mean, I, again, without knowing what the other bids were, I got to slap it. Um, it's going to be a great uh, three to five week rental, though. I mean, Mike Davis has made a lot of touches. We know he's talented. Uh, so this actually could mean a couple of wins. This could be a difference maker for Wes if he starts them and wins. So slap with a reservation to call it a kiss later. Okay. Uh, and you know what? It's three to five weeks, but that's that's a whole quarter of football play. We, we only get three quarters before the finals or the, before the playoffs. And so that's one third of the season right there. So. And not that bad, but Brad, what do you what do you think? Stop it or kiss it? For eighty five, I'm kissing that. Three to five weeks, that can mean three or four wins for our dear leader. I'm, I'm kissing this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Hogan picking up Keenan or uh, Keelan Cole. Sorry for thirty seven Wab. I'm just going to start this one off and slap it. Um, I think he's chasing the touchdowns. He had a touchdown in each week. Uh, they really spread the ball around in, in Jacksonville, and I don't see Keelan Cole having a huge. Uh, role in this offense, but with DJ Chark probably not playing, he could be in line for another uh, good week three. But Nestor, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm going to slap it. Uh, Chark should go uh, this week. They're keeping him out as precaution. You know, it's going to be one of those things, guys. We all have those players. If you start them on the right week, you're really happy. But every other week, it's bad. So I'll slap it. Okay. And Brad, what do you think about this? Slap it or kiss it? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna slap it. I'm going to slap it. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we have another uh, brain scratcher for Miner picking up Zach Pascal for 35 Wab. Uh, I'm sure he panicked when Paris Campbell went out, but to spend the last of your Wab on a player like Zach Pascal in a, in a P Rivers run offense, I just don't understand it. Um, Brad, are you, slip, are you slapping this or are you kissing it? Well, as you know, Miner's kind of the meh player of the week. I'm going to slap this. Yeah. Waste and of Wab. Waste of Wab. Uh, and he definitely knows how to waste Wab. He's at zero right now with, uh, I believe, 12 more games, uh, 11 more games to play. Uh, but Nestor, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm slapping it. I, I kind of like Wes's pickup of Pittman, actually. I think he's actually going to be a more dynamic player who, who should be better over the long haul. And he only got him. So I'm slapping this. Yeah, yeah. Slaps all around. Um, I actually like Mo Ali Cox, who I picked up last week as a fill in. Uh, more than Zach Pascal, but uh, you know what? You live and you learn. Uh, moving on, we have Gardner Minshew. Wes, he dropped Gardner Minshew, and then he picked him back up for 32 web. Um, Nestor, what do you think of this odd move? I mean, big slap. Uh, Minshew was my number three quarterback after the draft. Obviously, I knew how good he was. Wes picks him up for three, drops him, picks him up for 32, drops Ronald Jones, talks a lot of shit about Fournette. I mean, it's just a fucking clusterfuck on Wes's team. So I'm going to slap that one. Slap it. Brad, you slapping this as well? I'm going to slap it, but with this caveat, Wes was the web king. Therefore, sometimes when you're the web king, you just got to make it rain. Very true. Very true. Uh, some other peculiar ones comes in from Paul again, picking up the Chargers defense for 22 web. 
oh, you don't spend 22 wab on a defense, man. You can pick him up for five at the most, you know, if it's a really good matchup. But um, Brad, you kissing this or you slapping it? Slapping it. Just shows again how desperate Paul is. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Nestor, what are your thoughts? I got to kiss it, man. They play. They played the Chiefs so well. Uh, Ingram and Bosa uh, are healthy, and they look fucking scary. So I'm going to kiss that one. Okay. I mean, that's fair. A good defense is a good defense. Uh, I'm only slapping it because of the price he paid for it. Um, I didn't see who else bid on it, but I'm sure he could have got it for less. Uh, next up, we have uh, Drew Sample, the new uh, the new tight end in uh, Cincinnati with uh, Uzama going out for the season. Karen Peters bid 21 WAB on him. Uh, I think he's hurting a tight end, so this might be um, an insurance policy. But Nestor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm slapping him. He doesn't even have a real name. It's like uh, <laughs> picking up John Doe at fucking kicker. <laughs> I slap it, especially for 21. Yeah, yeah. And Brad, what about you? Slapping it? Yeah, I saw that name and I thought it had to be a typo, Lucian. Uh, <laughs> Karen Peters whining in a grocery store per usual. Uh, that's a slap. Yeah, he's uh, he saw some free samples and he's he had to complain. He wanted some more. Um, he picked them up, so... Uh, next up, we have KJ Hamler going to Robbie. I'm sure he saw the sudden injury and thought, you know, KJ Hamler is the is the wide receiver to get here. But you know what? Drew Locke is out as well. And he got Driscoll throwing to him. Uh, he might be talented, Hamler, but when you have Driscoll throwing to you, I don't know what impact you can make. But at 16 Wab, it's not bad. It's more of the normal price range that you predict for uh, players when everyone has, you know, 200 Wab. But we had a lot of people with, you know, close to 400 Wab this week. So. Um, I'm actually kissing it. It's not that bad. Um, Brad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm gonna, eh, I'm gonna kiss it. I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. It's a great name to AJ Hamler, the Hamler. So, I, I support it. Okay, uh, Nestor, what about you? Uh, I'm only slapping it because it's it's 16 web for a guy who's gonna sit on his bench. He's stacked at wide receiver, and. Anthony Miller is basically the same kind of receiver. So I'll slap that one. Yeah, I think he's just worried about that. Um, Devontae Adams hamstring, if he's going to be out or not. Um, but yeah, Miller probably would have got the same output. So who knows? Maybe he just needed to change some fresh faces on his team. Uh, but next up, we have the Colts defense, another defense, another one, a defense that's predicted to do well this year. Uh, but Thomas dropped 14 Wab on him on the defense. Um, Nestor. You gonna kiss it or slap? Do you believe in them as much as the Chargers? Uh, yeah, I do. And um, you know, defenses are tough. If, if you can find one that you think is gonna outperform uh, your opponent week in and week out for fourteen wab to to dominate a position and beat your opponent, it's worth it. Okay, uh, Brad, what about you? I'm kissing this. I mean, they're playing Jets at home this week. Then they play at the Bears. They play at the Browns. Bengals. And at the Lions, I mean, I could see Thomas just keeping them, riding them that whole time uh, until they play the Ravens uh, in early November. Okay. Uh, and last up, we have Dion Lewis, picked up by Robbie. He was another one of the top running back waiver targets, and Robbie managed to get him for 13 Wab. Um, I think he, I believe he said no one else bid on him, so... Uh, I have to kiss it just for the fact that he got that we were blowing this up all week. But you know, oh, people are going to spend all their web. They're going to spend all their web this week. And you know, Robbie saw through the noise and he's like, "No, I'm bidding 13 on Dion Lewis." Uh, Brad, do you think he made the right call here? Kiss it or slap it? I'm going to kiss it. They 
Deion Lewis can be. Yeah. Uh, Nestor, do you have the same feelings as us that Deion Lewis could actually be an asset to this team and Robbie made a good choice? Yeah, I mean, it's his weakest position as far as, you know, missing a single carry. So it's it's really a possibility of a, uh, a starter week in and week out. So I, I kiss it. He, he could have paid probably three times that, and I still kiss it. Nice. Uh, I'm still surprised no one picked up Gallman. Uh, I picked him up for a, for a hot minute just in case, but I ended up dropping him. Uh, he could be someone to look at, get the goal line carries. But again, on that New York Giants offense, I don't know if I want any piece of it, really. Uh, I mean, they couldn't get it the running game going with Saquon Barkley, and he's one of the best in the game. So, uh, But yeah, there you have it. That was our Wacky Wab for the week. Um, that brings us to a little segment here. It's the 200-plus Wab Club. And I'm sad to say, boys, that the club is no longer uh, functioning because there are no more members in it. So... There are no Wab Kings anymore. The Kings are dead uh, and only democracy reigns now. So, so long monarchy. It was a, it was a revolution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did have four teams who are still at 200, uh, which I'm calling the new club. It's the 200. It's Brad, West, Jason, and myself all sitting at what we first started with, 200 Wab. Uh, it's not important at all, but I thought I'd bring it up anyways. Hey, it's been a roller coaster ride for Wesley. I, I think he got up to 300 something, right? <laughs> 320, I believe. That's, that's the WAB championship thus far. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, Nestor, what are your thoughts on WAB? Do you think it's, I mean, I, you, you know, you said it before that you haven't really played with it, but from your little experience with it, how important is it to the season long gameplay? Oh, man. I mean, it, it's definitely harder than just picking guys and, and stacking, you know, the waiver wire based on. Uh, the rankings and whatever the reverse ranking so i like that it makes makes it harder um uh, it's just it's definitely just tough for me just kind of figuring out how to budget you know i, I remember i think it was week one last year i spent 40 or 60 wob on giovanni bernard and I, you know i i keep this i it's, it sticks in my head like okay hold on don't don't spend a shit ton of money on a guy like giovanni bernard so uh it's it's tough, man, and, I, and the fact that it makes it tougher, I like it. Um, I spent like forty on Corey Davis, um, but I talked a lot of shit about that. Although he scored a touchdown last week, I believe it was at one hour six minutes and eighteen seconds. Corey Davis and is a fraud. You know it. I know. Brad everybody guaranteed knows it. under ten at one fraud. hour six minutes and eighteen seconds. Please go fraud. to that that fraud. time code on last week's episode. So Brad, uh, consistently Fake wrong. News. It, it's 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 great to have a guy like right on the on the pod because you just do the opposite of what he says and <laughs> you end up doing better um so you know i don't know is 40 too much for Corey davis i guess we'll find out probably was since probably nobody wanted him so anyway i, I like it it makes my job harder otherwise this thing would be too easy all right fair enough i mean i've been on this for a decade almost and i still don't have lab figured out so you know what you live and you learn, you keep going. Brad, are you cheersing to that? I was going to say, that's why it's the Wacky Wab. The Wacky Wab. All right, that brings us to week nine predictions. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not week nine, week three. Uh, I wrote it down here wrong in the outline. Week three predictions. Uh, guys, we are almost a quarter of the way through the fantasy football season. Uh, crazy to think of, but we're going to start off week one or week three with the game of the week. I know some of you are... are you might know who the teams are. It's two of the best teams in the league. I'm, of course, talking about the one and only 
The Rise of Skywalker versus the Banker Cat. It's the Send It All Podcast Bowl. You know you want to see it. You know you have to see it. It's the celebrities of the league, the podcast hosts going down face-to-face. Uh, Brad, start with you. What do you think of this matchup and who is going to win it? Well, everybody agrees there's no cooler people than podcasters. So, Lucian, it's no surprise that this is the game of the week. You know, this is obviously a must-win for you at 0-2. I mean, I'm sitting here at 1-1 pretty, you know. Got off the schneid, got a victory. You got to be nervous. You got to be nervous. Admit it. I will admit nothing. I'm My team is just taking off right now, getting some key players back. We're going to rise, baby. We're going to rise. But I'm curious what Nestor thinks of this matchup. Uh, so I already went through the matchups, making my picks, and you guys were the only one that I couldn't decide on. Uh, it, it really is close. I like your squads. You have potential there. Uh, before I make my pick, though, I, I came to a, a final answer. Um, Lucian, how did it feel to bench your boy Kyler last week and lose because of that? It it was devastating, honestly. It's fucked up, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're not making that mistake this week, so I'm going to pick you, and uh, Tyler will lead you to victory. Awesome. Love to hear it. Uh, Brad, who are you picking, predicting to win on this one? I'm winning this one. Feeling good about it. Got Big Ben going. Kyler Murray, just a kid out there. All right. Bank, banker cat in a landslide. All right. Well, I have to go for myself as well. I believe this is the week that my rise starts. Um, you know, Kittle might be out, but you know, I got the Gigantor, Mo Alley Cox on my team, and I think he could fill in nicely again for me this week. So I'm picking myself. Nestor picks me. Brad, you're sticking to your guns. You're going with yourself. You're picking yourself. Um, and you know what? Best of luck to you, Brad. It's always nice to play you uh, in the regular season. Hopefully. Uh, next up, we have the meh game of the week. It's going to none other than perennial meh game of the week owner, uh, the Quarantine Hut, Travis Shatsky. Shatsky, both of them are playing Wes's stepfather, Hogan. Uh, it's the 0-2 Quarantine Hut versus Wes's stepfather, 1-1. Um, Nestor, who do you got in this matchup? Uh, this is another tough one. Uh, I'm going with Hogan. Um God, I mean, I don't like either of these teams just for how inconsistent they've been. But uh, Aaron Jones just might have another three touchdown game against this shitty New Orleans defense that was supposed to be there. So I'll go with Hogan. Okay. Uh, and Brad, who do you got? I got to go with Hogan as well. I mean, it, it's sad to say it, but this is 2020, and Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Tom Brady right now. Uh, I give the edge to Hogan. Yeah, I have to give it to Hogan as well. I'm just looking at um, Travis's team, and I mean Hilton, Landry, Scotty Miller, um, Todd Gurley, Tom Brady. I it's just it's a team filled with players I'm not excited about. Um, whereas you know Hogan's is the same. He's got a few players that I actually like, so that's why I have to give it to Hogan. Uh, I think his players will put him over the top this week, and I believe it's very unexciting. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's the meh. Uh, moving on, we have the Fresh Prince of Hilaire versus Bama Joe. It's Jason at 2-0 and and Bama Joe at 1-1. One one. Uh, I think, I'll start this off, I think Jason's going to win this one. Uh, I said earlier, he's got a strong team. He's he's off to a fast start like he was last year. Uh, and I, I don't see a lot of weaknesses on his team. And he's just been consistently putting up numbers. So Bama Joe, I know roll tide, but uh, you have to roll that tide to Betty Bye because Jason's coming to tuck you in tonight. 
Uh, Nestor, who do you got winning this game? Well, I mean, Jason knows how to win. You have to have Chiefs players. Um, his only problem is Obama Joe also has Chiefs players. Didn't help him last week, though. Uh, I'm going with Jason. Uh, it's probably going to be another CEH uh, week. I guess 18 to 20 points. So, yeah, Jason. Okay, and Brad, who do you think? You going with us? You going with Jason? Or do you think that um, Joe can pull this one off? Roll Tad. I'm going with Joe. Demise of Drew Brees, very overplayed. A little concerned about Josh Jacobs, his status, but they're saying he should play. And, uh, you know, fresh pants of Bel Air, 2-0, but some are saying, is that a fraudulent 2-0? Ooh, I'm curious you're saying this because, uh, I don't know, Jason's been looking good, but we're the experts and we're picking and that's what we picked. So Joe being or Brad being contrarian with the Joe pick, we'll see how it pays off. Uh, next up, we have our very own Nestor, Mr. Fornhub, playing Karen Peters, cooking pies. Karen trying to complain his way into a 3-0 victory. Um, Fornhub just trying to get over that 500 mark. Nestor, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the matchup this week? Are you confident? How do you feel about playing the most annoying Karen Peters in the league? Yes, uh, I'm never confident going into uh, a matchup. I second guess myself. I have actually too much knowledge in my head, so it's hard for me to make a decision. Um, I actually benched Mahomes against Baltimore. He doesn't play them well. So that's Cam Newton against Vegas, who played Breeze really well. And fuck, Mike has probably the MVP of the year, uh, Russell Wilson, who will probably throw another four touchdowns against Dallas. Um, but I'm going to tick myself. I got Corey Davis in, um, the number one pickup of week two, and I'm going to pick myself. All right. Wow, that was that was very interesting uh, analysis there. You know, I, a lot of players that I I don't see on your roster, but maybe you know your greatness is such that I don't even know that they're playing for you. Yeah, Cam, see, see my boy Cam Newton. Yeah, he's looking good. Um, Brad, I I just wanted to touch on something Nestor said about um, second guessing yourself. I was second guessing myself all last week. Uh, I believe Saturday night when I went to bed, I had Kyler Murray starting and I had Jordan Reed in my tight end position. Um, and I second guessed myself that Sunday morning. But if I had kept him in, that was another, um, I believe, 12 points my team would have had. So that really bit me in the ass overthinking it. Can't, can't overthink it. Don't trust, don't trust those rankings, man. You got to do your own research. Yeah. You know, you know, I wasn't on here week one, and that's a digression. But week one, I benched Malcolm Brown because of all the bullshit about toxic air. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, well, fuck, if they postpone it or cancel it, I don't know what the fuck's happening. So I benched Malcolm Brown, and he has the fucking best game of his career, and I lost because of that. I, I think I'm only setting my lineups from now on Saturday night, and I leave it alone on Sunday. I think that's a good, good advice. Benching Mahomes, though, that could really come back to bite. Yeah, yeah. I might be – I might – hang myself uh, Monday night if this doesn't work out for me. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, his boys on prime time. Is Nestor really a Chiefs fan? <laughs> Fuck. God damn I've it, never man. once seen him in a Chiefs jersey. Not once. <laughs> yeah, I have so many, though. Let me just say, Nestor, um, play Mahomes. Let me just tell you, it's it's a shitty feeling when you bench your, your team's quarterback and then you lose. You'd, you'd re- I'd rather lose with Kyler than lose with him on my bench. Like last week, I know. Um, but Brad, who do you have in this game? 
if he was starting Mahomes, I would go Nestor. But based on what we've heard here, he's not. So unfortunately, I got to side with the Karen in this situation. Karen Peters. Yeah, uh, I'm also picking Karen Peters in this win or in this game. Um, no really hard hitting analysis here. I, I looked at it earlier and I just compared teams and I picked Karen. So I don't have the actual uh, game pulled up or the website pulled up in front of me. So, uh, but yeah, um, we'll see how it goes. But moving on, we have suck up the victories one and one versus El Chupacabra, Paul's new team, uh, who's sitting at zero and two. Uh, I'll start it off and let you guys talk after that. But I have Paul actually winning this one. I think he squeaks out a victory. Uh, I think uh, Robbie's team's heading in the wrong direction. Um, and Paul, made he spent a lot of wab, but I think it's going to pay off this week and he'll get the win. But uh, next, Nestor Brad, I'm curious who you think is going to win this matchup. Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go first. I have it as uh, Robbie. Um, yeah, I mean, this... Fucking fantasy football, who knows? But yeah, I, I just think Robbie has the most upside. Uh, he's got some consistency there, and I'm surprised he hasn't tried to get Leonard Fournette off the dad's uh, But anyway, yeah, I got Robbie. Fred? I gotta go with, uh, man, this is a tough one. I, but it's definitely Robbie. I mean, Paul Owen, too, making desperation trades. It's, I think he's a disaster. I, I think he's front runner for the toilet bowl. I, I know people think it's going to be Travis, but the way Paul's wheeling and dealing and being just classic Paul, got to go with Robbie. Yeah. Paul's had some bad luck. I mean, Watson wasn't supposed to be this bad, and then most of it's down. We, he, he, he might stop updating his, his roster by week six or seven. He didn't do the research. He admitted it on the first podcast. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Yeah, it's too bad. You hate to see it, guys. Um, Paul, best of luck. I'm still rooting for you. I think you can pull this one off. Um, but it might be one of few wins that you're going to get this season. Uh, next up, we have our very own tier leader. Paul will never own the trophy, Mr. Wes Miller, sitting at 1-1 one one versus the former three-time champ, Wake and Drake, sitting at 0-2. Um, guys, I'm not sure it's looking good for Eric this week. Brad, who do you think? Do you think he can take off uh, Wes after all these trades he's made? This is absolutely a West victory. Uh, it's going to end Eric's season very early. The artist formerly known as Eric, I should say. Going uh, 2 with that team name. Covered it earlier. This is West rolling big. Big time. I'm talking by 50. Wow. Okay. Uh, Nestor, do you, have, do you have the same confidence that West will win this one? Yeah. Um, Eric's got some potential on his team. He's probably got a trade. Julio, maybe if he can get some value. I mean, when you have two Atlanta wide receivers starting for you, uh, that that reeks of desperation. Uh, what should come out with this like 15 or 20 points? Now, I'm curious why you didn't say that about uh, Bama Joe's team, who's starting Watkins and Tyreek Hill, both Chiefs wide receivers. Well, he did that last week against me because uh, I was starting Mahomes. I figured that was a strategy thing. Uh, this week he has Watkins on the bench. So oh, okay. He's 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 woken up. Watkins suffered a slight injury last week too, but I mean, none of those wide receivers you can actually count on. Somebody picked up Hardman, I think, in our in our league a minute ago, but unless Tyreek gets hurt, there's no reason to have him on your on your roster. Yeah, definitely a handcuff move. Um, so that's three for West this week. 
Is that right? Did you pick West, Nestor? Yeah, I got West. Okay, cool. So that's three for West this week. Um, Wake and Drake heading to zero and three, possibly. Um, you were once the great champ last year. You started off slow and didn't make the playoffs. And I hate to say it, but you might not make it again uh, unless you can make some trades. But you've been making trades, so I don't know what you need to do to improve your team. Uh, but moving on, we have our last matchup of the week. It's some team that has McCaffrey, who's injured, versus Thomas, the Camara Meja, 2-0, one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Um, I'll start it off. Thomas, I think, is going to win this one. Uh, I like his team. Uh, he has all his players that are, you know, they're not injured. They're actually in the game. So I'm going to give the edge to Thomas in this one. Lamar Jackson, he just can't beat it. Um, Nestor, who do you got in this one? Um, I've got Thomas as well. I mean, Kamara finally looks like the old Kamara. Uh, yeah. So I think that's going to be enough. Uh, I don't see Lamar having a big game against the the mighty Chiefs, the defending champs. The team has already beat him twice in his career. But Ingram should have a, a pretty big day. So, yeah, I got Thomas. And Brad, what about yourself? Thomas, this is an exhibition game for him. We all we all know that the other team, 2-0 as they may be, is a fraud. Okay. Uh, well, that was the week three matchup predictions. As you know, Bradley has 10 and four correct predictions. I'm sitting at seven and seven and our guests are at seven and seven as well. We'll see next week if Nestor is able to take over the top spot, beating out Wes, who predicted five and two, um, to be our new guest ranking champ. Uh, that's it for the recap, or I'm sorry, for the predictions. This is the end of the podcast. Before we go, Nestor, is there any piece of trash talking you like to do to the league? Anything you like to say or get off your chest? Now's the time to say it. I'd like to say, fuck you, Wes. Fuck you, Brad. You don't know what you're talking about. You can't be more wrong about my team, and I can't wait to take your money in about 14 weeks. That's what I have. All right, Brad. Brad, do you have wow. anything to respond to this? You just got called out unless on the pod. I, unless I owe you some money on Venmo or something. Like uh, As far as I can tell, week 14, it, it, you just, you're just planning on losing in the first round of the offs? Man, some people just don't have what it takes. Talking about talking up, being a runner-up. I mean, like I said, you might be the best runner-up uh, in league history. It's possible. Uh, who knows? But, but Nestor, where are you watching the games? Oh, man, Mr. Worldwide. I don't know where I'm going to be. Sunday, I usually find a bar wherever I'm at. Uh, I like the seven TVs in the morning. But I'll be in Long Beach, wherever I find myself Long Beach. So if any, if any of our listeners are in Long Beach, text me, DM me, I'll buy you a beer. This, this could money. be one of the, the, the best uh, game lineup of the season, if you, if you really look at it. It's, uh, I mean, we got the Rams, Bills, two 2-0 teams in the morning. And we have Saints, Packers. Uh, I believe that's the Sunday night game. Um, I mean, it's, it's just going to be killer. And then Monday night, Ravens, Chiefs. Oh, yeah, Cowboys possibly the AFC Championship well. there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great Sunday, though. Still no bye week, so we still get a full roster, which is great. Yeah. Um, Lucian, are you, are you watching uh, games by yourself again? Yeah, yeah. I just have the, I have the red zone up, and I have a few games on like my iPod and my laptop, and I just have the three screens in my room. Hey, who do you guys got uh, tomorrow? Uh, we, we got Jags, Dolphins. Can we get some predictions here? 
I'm going with the Jags. Uh, I believe in Minshew. Um, the guy's just, you know, he gets it done. I mean, he might not always win, but he's got that 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 certain something, you know, that that quality about him. I think he can pull off some wins. And you know what? Fitzpatrick has shown that in the past as well, but Fitzpatrick is also really old, and I like the Jaguars team more than the Miami Dolphins team. Uh, but what do you value, Brad? I got to go Jags as well. Minshew mania, baby. Yeah, I'm with Jags too. Uh, they've really surprised me. They were tanking for uh, Trevor, and they played themselves. Looks like Washington's getting them. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Jags. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the podcast. I want to thank you for listening, as always. And as always, we just want to let, remind you all that we hate you all. We hate you all. Thanks, Nessa, for coming on. And everyone else, have a great day.